Today on Check the Pantry, it's a battle royale featuring mustard. Terry Robel and I each make a mustard, bring in a couple of commercial mustards to round out the field, and invite Joey Lothian, Kenny Williams, and Christina Furman to crown the mustard champion. From KBBI in Homer, Alaska, my name's Jeff Lockwood, and it's time to Check the Pantry. Mustard was a leaf vegetable long before it came into use as a condiment. There's evidence of mustard cultivation since at least 1800 BCE in the Indian subcontinent, and it's grown wild on the shores of the Mediterranean for as long as anyone knows. Mustard seed gets a famous mention in the New Testament, but as an embryonic plant rather than a flavoring. As far as anyone can tell, the Romans were the first to grind the seeds into a powder and then mix that powder with liquids to make a paste. In Magellan Toussaint Samat's A History of Food, she suggests that the condiment we know today is essentially the same as the mixture of mustard seeds, oil, honey, and vinegar that was the original Roman recipe. If you accidentally fall into a time warp and find yourself whisked back to Rome, try to find some mustard, and you'll immediately feel at home. It's not surprising that this condiment proved popular wherever the Romans went and beyond. It was quite literally the hottest thing around. Chilies, of course, were totally unknown across Europe, Asia, and Africa. Black pepper, while fairly common in Asia, was rare and expensive west of the Himalayas. Horseradish was well known, but its pungency is short-lived, dissipating rapidly once the root was crushed. Mustard, though, when combined with vinegar, maintains its piquancy over a long time and enlivens even the blandest, worst-cooked meal. It's easy to produce in quantity as well, lending itself to commercial preparation. As early as the 1300s, the French town of Dijon was gaining a reputation for its mustards. The French innovation was substituting must, or unfermented grape juice, for vinegar, which reduced the acidity and eliminated the need for honey while boosting the heat. They also gave the condiment its modern name, which in Old French translates roughly to fiery grape juice. Originally, Dijon mustards were prepared, then dehydrated and sold in slabs for the consumer to mix with sauces or vinegar. Chemically, mustard is complex. In addition to its heat derived from numerous compounds, including the one responsible for the intense heat of horseradish, it has antibacterial properties which enable it to keep indefinitely outside of cold storage. It's an excellent emulsifier as well, which is the second reason, along with flavor, that it's a common ingredient in mayonnaise and vinaigrette. Mustard-based salad dressings in pretty much the same form as we know them today were enjoyed as far back as the Byzantine Empire. Mustard's flavor lends itself well to experimentation. Beyond the basic variables of liquid and sweetener, all manner of herbs and spices have gone into mustards. Chilies in their various forms have long been popular, which brings a different kind of heat and can create extraordinary results. 17th century mustards added all kinds of aromatics, vanilla, rose water, orange blossom water, things that to this modern palate seem, frankly, a little revolting. But given its long history and wide popularity, 
It's a pretty safe bet that mustard is responsible for a larger share of the whole world's gastronomic pleasure than any other condiment. It can make a dull meal interesting and turn something already delicious into magic. One thing it's not responsible for, I should add, is mustard gas. The notorious chemical weapon is named for its characteristic mustard odor, produced by sulfur compounds that are similar to compounds found in the mustard plant, but the plant itself plays no role in its manufacture. Those egg rolls are lovely, Terry. They go good! All I want is unbiased opinions. Well, this one kind of looks like scat. I just want you to tell me what you... See, we love comments like this. Exactly. Yeah. I'm liking the scat the best. Oh it's, like, it's like a deer ate a bunch of mustard. <laughs> Look at these. Oh, beautiful. All right. Yeah, can we get... We should get some napkins. I've got some right Oh, here. look at that. You can always tell the professional grandmother. Aww. <laughs> It's a pretty cool title to have on the PG. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna do this uh, starting at the top, starting at twelve o'clock. We're gonna be going around <laughs> clockwise, just like one, two, three, four. So I want everybody at first. I want you to take just a, a bite of the mustard raw on the spoon or on your finger or whatever, however you're comfortable. And uh, then I think I would like to I would love to get two um, like a, a sausage and a pretzel or an egg roll and a pretzel with each one. So we get kind of a uh, feeling of how the different mustards play with different flavors, because that might alter the way that you feel about it. And so I am going to go around the table each time we taste. What I'm going to do is I'm going to let you taste. I'm going to let you do your tasting first and think about it and figure out what you want to say. And then I'm going to go around the table. Each of you just give me your impressions. Then at the end, once everybody, once we've gone around with everybody else, if you guys want to like talk about it, if you disagree strongly with what somebody said, go ahead and do it. We're not gonna judge uh, as, a, as official like numbers until we get to the end. At the end, I'm gonna have you vote. I'm gonna have you write down your uh, like selection. order? Yes. Okay. Uh, first place will be four. That gets four points, three, two, one. Okay. And that's overall everything about the mustard, like just which one out of the four is your favorite, which one's number two, all that stuff. So we are here at the first annual Check the Pantry Mustard Off sitting here with four mustards, two of which have been provided by myself and Terry Rubble. The other two are commercial ringers, and we're gonna see how we stack up against, against the professionals. So I'm joined here by three people. Mr. Joey Lothian, say hello. Hello. Kenny Williams. Hey, hey. And Christina Furman. Hello. <laughs> and we are here and ready to start sampling. So I want you guys, so go ahead and taste the first mustard, just naked, on a spoon. Hot. Oh, yeah. Cacao. <laughs> <laughs> that was really hot. Spicy. What kind of heat? Describe the heat. From the nose. Chinese hot mustard? Horseradish. Yeah, yeah horseradish, wasabi, that's kind of heat. Dang. It's really good. It's really grainy. Spicy. Grainy? Yeah. What, is it, what does it I like look grainies, like? Though. It's like, you know, a whole grain, like, brown mustard sort of looking thing. I don't think I've ever had one that had like that much horseradish in it. Yeah, me neither. Horseradish is what you're tasting. Yeah. Okay. All right. Like now, okay, we'll try it with the, uh, try it with the juniper sausage. I'm nervous. 
not going to kill you. Incredible. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start mm -hmm. with who wants to start. I think it pairs really nicely with the with the sausage. It's like um, the wasabi that that horseradish taste kind of melts kind of melts away with the sausage. From the heat, yeah. it dies right on the sausage. Just huh. Yeah. Boom, nothing. I don't think it goes good with it at all. Really? Uh-uh. <laughs> Interesting. It just, it, it, the sausage is way more than the... You think, it, you think it overpowers the... Not overpowers, just takes it right out. Yeah. Huh. Huh. Wow. I actually, like, nobody eats mustard all by itself, so obviously it's not going to taste good by itself, but on the sausage, way better for me. I'm kind of a wimp with the hot stuff, but I thought I would definitely have it with the sausage now. But, like, as you can see on my plate, I can just describe it. It looks like scat, like a deer ate a bunch of mustard and then they had some mustard scat. So like maybe we could make it like prettier somehow. Not like scat, like if I sculpt it better. <laughs> but um, this is Alaska, who cares? You know, we can eat food that looks like scat. I just did it, so. Perfect. Delicious. Any final thoughts? It's hard to spread. Hard to spread. Yeah, you feel like it, it should be looser. Because it's like scat. Because it's like scat. So it's like you want to you want to scrape it up, and you feel like these other these other mustards we have here more fluid. This one is like a hard little piece of scat. It's not hard, but it's it's fresh. What's that? I want it on a sandwich. You want it on a sandwich? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So even though even Something though crusty. so even though it went away with the the sausage, you th you still. Overall. I think it would still be good because you still get the initial horseradish. It just, uh -huh. man, it just takes it right out. Interesting. I think I think like a roast beef sandwich would work really well with it. I don't think the seasoning would, I mean, the seasoning of the sausage is battling it out with that. Not in a bad way. Right. It's just, I think it would be better with a milder meat. Interesting. This is a juniper sausage. Yeah, this sausage is juniper. It is a, actually a juniper car caribou sausage, which I feel like we should note that this particular caribou sausage was, in fact, shot by our judge today, Christina. So and thanks. Also, but also, you helped me make the sausage. I did help. I did help make the sausage. And can I say on um, the radio that Jeff likes to come to a good sausage party. He excels <laughs> at a sausage party. And it's I throw true. good sausage it's true. parties. I, I know how to take charge of a sausage party. I know. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, anybody have anything else, or does anybody want to try it with any of the other foods I'll available? I'll try with these yeah, egg roll here. Oh, oh they, no, right. see, they're I and Terry's egg rolls, and they, they're like, I am too. we just want an excuse to... More <laughs> yes. We're still in the first one, though, right? This is when I get to eat four egg rolls? Yeah, we're still in the, we're still <laughs> in the first one. I'm just going to try it with a little bit more, because I barely put mine on, because I was so afraid of that hot, hotness. It's just like combine like, stone ground mustard with, with hot Chinese hot whatever. Yeah. Chinese hot mustard. The horseradish... Yeah, again, works works with the works really cabbage well. egg roll. Interesting. Yeah, it works really really well with that with the uh, with the egg roll. You can you can it just complements all the flavors. Mm. But it doesn't really taste like mustard though. It doesn't taste like mustard. Mm. Interesting. It just tastes a horseradish now. Huh. Do you think it tasted more like mustard before? Well, now I'm rethinking that. Oh. I need to try it. Again. Got them all confiscated. I need to try it again. Because I tried like three of those sausages, and yeah. it, it was good, but it kills the horseradish with the sausage. Well, I feel like one of the main tastes in this, in this one is just the horseradish. Like, we taste it by, your, by itself. By again. itself, it's all horseradish. It's all horseradish, and so when the horseradish is gone, it's like it tastes like nothing. And then when, right. it when then you taste it with this over here, these uh, egg rolls. You get the horseradish back. You get the horseradish back, which is the main taste that you're tasting. So huh. I feel like it's not, from the taste, 
It's like the horseradish punches you in the face. And that's yeah, but there's not a lot of other tastes coming out of this this one. Okay, I'm kind of interested. I will be interested uh, to, to taste these other ones and see what they're. Uh, going well, let's on. Well, let's move on. Take them out. Yeah, let's take move on to the next one. Okay, so go ahead and taste this one naked. Take a sip of water if you need to. Sweet, like Bavarian sweet mm. mustard. Oh, that's got some kick. That's gonna be a good one to pair it with stuff. Yeah, that one's nice. Creamier. Sweet. Yep, and it has a little, uh, Is there sugar in it? Like in the back of your throat. Heat, all the way up to the front of your tongue. <laughs> My lips are numb. I've never tasted anything like that. Really? <laughs> like, like peanuts? In how? It's like yes. peanut sauce mustard. <laughs> that's what it is. Huh. <laughs> Interesting. I think it's like the Bavarian yeah. sweet mustards from Germany, right? It feels, yeah. it feels German it to you? Well, like, well... It's like, a, it's like a Southern Germany. Like Northern Germany does the Dijons, and then Southern Germany does the sweet um, mustards. And I know that because my daughter's in Germany this year, so I've been <laughs> studying up on German nonstop. Yeah. All right, so you want to try it with... Uh... What do you suggest for this one? I'm gonna go pretzel. Yeah, I was thinking if you guys are feeling yeah. feeling German, then try the pretzel. Egg roll? I'll do the egg roll. It's snack. But you gotta taste it with the pretzel too. Well, like, why don't you feel like the egg rolls go with something sweet? Try it with the pretzel, Christina. Okay! Mm-hmm. Well, Terry told me to try it with the egg roll. Well, you could try it with the egg roll next, but... Yeah, oh, Joey, Joey's, Joey's nodding. I like yeah. that. Yeah, it, it works good on pretzel. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. In what way? Salt. The salt gets in it good. Huh. Oh, yeah. You think the salt and the sweetness maybe go together? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I like that. I really like that spice. One more time. It's good. I'd mess that up. It's going for seconds. Yeah, it's sweet. It pairs really nice with this pretzel. I like it. That's all I have to say about that. All right. It's really good. So I totally agree. Yep. I can't add anything. It tastes great with the pretzel. Love it with the pretzel. Love okay, it. try it with the egg roll. Okay, egg roll time. I don't normally dip egg rolls in mustard. We've been doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're going to your first egg roll. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not gonna have oh, this was a tasting. <laughs> well, this is one of the best egg rolls I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Well, you know who made that egg roll? Thanks, Terry. I mean, she was just telling us telling us earlier about how legendary her egg rolls are. They're they are legendary. Probably, yeah, probably the best one I've ever had. Yeah. Whoa. So, are you allowed to talk? Huh? Yeah, you could talk. Okay, cool. I what? didn't know if we had to pretend like you're not here. Yeah, right. right. Like, I'm ever gonna like, be able to shut Terry up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't. You know that. You know how I am. <laughs> what do you want to ask? You do you want to ask her about the? Do you want to ask her about the egg rolls? I do. They're, I mean, I've never paired egg rolls with mustard. <gasps> but one of my favorite something. things is like apricot jam or jelly preserves and a little mustard mixed in there. Excellent dipping sauce. Whoa. Excellent. Yeah. There's just something about. Think about Chinese hot mustard and egg rolls. I love them together. Yeah. I mean, it's a classic because there's, you know, like it goes with the sweetness of the cabbage, and usually there's like, yeah, you know, pork that has sweetness to it too. Yeah. Further thoughts? Everybody just seems like they really like. Joey likes it. Yeah, it's good now. <laughs> I like that. It was really good on the egg rolls. Those. Did anybody try with the sausage? Not yet. I did. It didn't really go with the sausage. Didn't go with the sausage. The sausage is pretty intense. It is. It is a powerful sausage, which is kind of why I kind of why I chose it because I wanted like a really intense, yeah. really something really flavorful. And, and we've got three very different things for tasting with right. the yeah. no, which is really huge. good. That's huge. That's a big deal. Yeah. yeah. So because it's a totally different thing. Each oh. one. Terry did actually mention when I was telling her what I was bringing. She's like, "Are you bringing beer?" I was like, "Well, I probably should have, but beer, sausage, right? mustard, pretzels." Mm. 
delicious. So for everybody that can't see this right now, this uh, the sausage actually looks like a like sliced brown bread. Yeah, it's, it's very dark. It's from the caribou. Yeah, it's from the caribou. But yeah. I mean, just for people who, can, who don't know this, this is what it looks like, and it is very intense in flavor. It's really delicious. This is actually the this is the recipe. This is the juniper sausage recipe I used to make it when I made sausage in town. So some of y'all are probably familiar with it. Except this time it has caribou. All right, let's move to the mustard number three at the okay. six o'clock position like on a, your plate. It's like an orange, taste of flavor. It's orangey, it doesn't uh, look like mustard. It doesn't look like mustard? No. Like what does it look like? Like, like chipotle flavored mayonnaise or yeah. something. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it doesn't really, wow, taste it. Okay, sausage or? Just taste it naked first. Oh, yeah. So it has a, has a chili in it. Something else, a different, it's a different kind of hot. Uh-huh. It's sassy. It's a sassy. It's very sassy. Chili, chili, it's a chili mustard. That's gonna be good with sausage. It's like a sriracha mustard kind of thing. Okay. Joey? I don't know. You don't know? Mm-hmm. Totally, again, different. Uh, what, do you, what do you feel with this one as opposed to the other two? More peppery. More peppery? Like the vegetable, not the... Like chili peppers? Yeah. As opposed to like a mustardy sort of heat. Right, almost, uh, almost hot saucy. Huh. Yeah. yeah, like Ooh. Tabasco mustard. Huh. All right, well, why don't you guys try it with the sausage? Oh, I just did. I did. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We're ahead of you, Jeff. It's, it's so good with sausage. So good with sausage. So good. Yeah. I love it. I've never had a mustard like this. I'm like instantly addicted. Chili mustard. Yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's like really peppers nice. in it. Yep. Right? It's really good. That uh, The other problems with the last two were that the horseradish kind of disappears as soon as you taste it with the with the sausage. And this one, since I think the heat is from a different source, it's not horseradish. It's like a chili. Super good. This is really good. Really good. One hundred percent. Best one with the sausage. <laughs> so far, yeah. Yeah, because you get the sausage and the the mustard. You feel like it, it's it's marrying with the. It goes super well. I don't like it with the egg roll. No, it's like yeah. You don't like it with the egg roll. I don't like it with the egg roll, but I love the mustard and I love the egg roll. But together they don't work, huh? Yes. Just this is like, in, for like in what in what way? Well, what, I'm not, what's not working? It's like I want. It's like what's not working is I want them separate. Like I want the egg roll without it, and then I want the mustard without the egg roll. They're fighting against each other. Yeah, that. Yeah, they're yeah. It's like they're they're karate. They're karate, karate chopping each other. <laughs> Big no. Huh? Big no. Huh? So the egg roll doesn't work at all yeah. with this third mustard. No. All of a sudden the peanut taste comes out. Yeah. What's with the peanut taste? Yeah. There's no peanuts in this, right? Uh, <laughs> I don't know, Terry, Terry, did you fry the the uh, did you fry the egg rolls in peanut oil? Did you fry the mustard? No. In peanut oil? It's okay. I got my EpiPen. <laughs> you don't even taste the egg roll. You don't even taste the egg no, roll. It just gets. They're, they're fighting against each other. It's like the texture of the Stop egg roll with mustard. Guys. Weird chili. Definite win though with the sausage. So it works with the sausage. Works with just yeah. Humor pretzel. me and humor me and try a pretzel. I don't want to like make you guys eat too much because. It's all right. I like it. It's all right? Yeah. No. Not, not liking it? Mm-hmm. So, Joey, the only one, you like it with the sausage, but not the egg roll and the, uh, the pretzel. Yeah, that was made for that sausage. I agree. It was totally made for that sausage. Yeah. So nobody likes it with the egg roll? No. It kills the other two. Well, mm. interesting. It just overpowers them. Well, you huh? don't even taste, you taste the salt from this, that's it. From, this. The, from the pretzel, you only get the salt? And this is just crunchy. But the sausage is magic. It's the one. Interesting. Yeah, robust. Robust. This would be the one word to describe that mustard. Okay. Do you have a little sweat? <laughs> Do I? Right there. Oh, it's gonna make oh. me sweat. This mustard's kicking Kenny's butt. Oh, yeah. 
All right, well, we've got one more uh, on the plate in front of us. So if you guys want to take a little naked taste and... What's uh... a Dijon? Oh, yeah. Whoa, Whoa yeah. it's strong. <laughs> All right. All right. Wow. You got spicy mustards here. That's a good one, too. What's that? I like that. You like that? Mm-hmm. What's it, what's it make you feel? What does it make me feel? <laughs> it's mustard. <laughs> um, but in relation to the other, to the other mustards, like how do you, how do you think it's different or similar? I mean, they're all different. They're, yeah. they're as different as rocks and cheese. I mean, <laughs> it's not, it's Dijon. It's really good. It's one of my favorite things. Yeah. You're calling it Dijon, huh? I mean, tastes like it. Okay. It's a little horseradishy. Yeah. Okay. It's really creamy. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's e easy to spread. It makes me feel like I'm pulling up in a limo and talking to other rich people and asking for this. Don't you have any great people? Great Bringing you back to the um, 80s. Yeah, it's good. Really horseradishy. I can't wait to try it for these foods here. All right. Maybe an egg roll. Anyone want to try an egg roll? <laughs> <laughs> I would never do Dijon with an egg roll, but I'm going to do it right now. It's got to work. Oh, no. It's <laughs> not. Huh. I don't like Chinese mustard. From that, from that respect, it's really mm. horseradishy. Yeah, it kind of works. I like it. With the egg roll? Yeah. You still taste the pork? Yeah. So I, I did it wrong. I ate the sausage instead of the egg roll, but <laughs> all you taste is horseradish on the sausage. So, you, so it reminded you of the first one in that respect? Kind of, yeah. Uh-huh, okay. But the horseradish taste, I don't know how to explain it. It covers the tongue better with number four than number one. Okay. It's definitely a better all-around horseradish. Okay. It's not a punch in the mouth. I gotcha. It just hangs out. So the out. first one was just like, boom, boom, and then done. Yeah. Okay. Almost like wasabi kind of. Now this one's like more, this one's definitely more complex from the, from the taste. Like you were saying, it's kind of all over your mouth. It's, it's uh, good on it's, the it's, it's good on the egg roll. Yeah. It's good on the egg roll. It's good. Oh, I, well, I love Dijon mustards. This one's kind of uh, even hotter than what it already is for me, kind of. Like, at least for me, but I would probably use this mustard more than I would use any other mustard. Yeah. Also, just like cooking with mustard, like a mustard cream sauce. You know, you use like something like this to put in the heavy cream, you know, like over king salmon. Oh, I would, for sure, and I, and I already do. Like, especially, but just this one. Just this, sorry, when I say this one, I meant the, the last one, the Dijon one. Yeah, number four. Number four. Like, it's not my favorite one, but it's the one I would use the most. Okay. If that makes any sense. It's, it's very, pretty versatile. Yeah. The first one, uh, I don't know. It's just, it doesn't have the, the oomph of, of the fourth. Okay. And the first one also doesn't have the, it doesn't, I guess my first, the first one's my least favorite right now. Well, I'm going to give you guys a couple minutes to, okay. uh, to rank your mustards. Again, give your favorite mustard four points. Okay. And just write it down right next to their number right there. And, uh, and give your favorite mustard four points, your second favorite three points, and on down the line. And once you guys get, and take as long as you need, once you get it all together, then we'll come back. And then I'll, I'll ask each of you about your ranking, and then I will count everything up and we'll have the big reveal. And so um, when Jeff asked me to be in the, the mustard off with him, the first thing I thought of was, well, what are we gonna eat with our mustard? How are we gonna taste our mustard? And one of my favorite things to eat in the whole wide world is egg rolls. And they can't be just any egg rolls, so they have to be my egg rolls. And I tell my boys when they go out to dinner, 
they always terribly disappointed in certain things. And um, I tell them, you never ever will come close to getting egg rolls like mom's. You will never even come close to getting a crab cake like mine. Oh, wow. And don't even think about a Caesar salad. Well, you've already we've already done Caesar salad with you on the show, so that was fun. So we're gonna have to do crab cakes one of these days. I would love to get the get the ruble trifecta. Yeah, yeah. So so tell me about these egg rolls. What's so special about them? They are special. So a long time ago, when I lived on Adak, like over thirty years, um, and I was just getting into cooking and stuff, I read a like a Better Homes and Gardens, and they had some um, Asian recipes in there, and they had a little credit to a few cookbooks. And so one of them I got, which is one of my favorites, and this one was came with an old electric wok I bought out there. And it's called Madame Wong's Long Life Chinese Cookbook. I pretty much can guarantee you if you eat everything in the here, your life will end very soon. <laughs> but in this book was and is an amazing egg roll recipe. All right. And I wish everybody out there could see this, but it's all oh, stained pictures. and written on. Oh, yeah. And it's got oil and soy sauce. And this is, you, you can tell this is seriously loved this cookbooks. Is, it is. And, and there's no cover on it? No, cover came off yeah. a long time ago. And what was really neat was when I was getting ready to come over today, I found a little piece of paper in here that a Filipino lady that I worked with at the credit union on ADAC wrote for me a recipe for um, jelly roll. So it was like a cake and then a fluffy, soft filling that was mocha flavored. And I went, oh my gosh, her name was Nympha. She was very sweet. But anyway, so this is my treasured egg roll recipe. Um, most of the stuff I, I have handy. It does have what they call for dried black mushrooms soaked. And I, I don't use them just because. I am going to put my goodies together. I did a little prep here. It's got cabbage in it. I always put a little carrot in it for color. It's got um, thinly sliced bamboo strips. It's got uh, bean sprouts. Now, bean sprouts are hard to come by fresh sometimes. And when you buy them, you can only get them in a really big bag. So a lot of times I won't even put them in today. I couldn't find any. I bought some canned. Does everybody remember the little choy chop suey their moms would make from the can? <laughs> the last time I saw it, the last time I remember seeing it was at uh, at the Ocean Beauty Cannery in Alatac. There was a oh big thing of it. So we actually got some for the boat. We were like, we haven't had this in forever. Oh, yeah. And, and we ate it and it was disgusting. Wasn't it? I know. We used to, I remember <laughs> dumping tons and tons of soy sauce on it. And then all those little crunchy noodles. Because yeah. that was our favorite part was the crunchy noodles, right? Yeah. So we've got some mushrooms, just some porcinis cut up. Um, we've got some diced celery that I did for crunch. It's got cherry in it. It's got sugar in it. Um, it's pretty basic. It's got shrimp in it, and sometimes I put it in, but it seems to kind of just get lost in there. The flavor, there's nothing flavor-wise that stands out with it. When I lived on ADAC, we used to make seafood egg rolls with halibut and shrimp, and so that was a, a good way to use a little shrimp yeah, if yeah. you're going to spring for shrimp. So I like to just get the plain pork, ground pork meat. All right, and that's what I'm using today. So what we're so not sauces. This is just straight no. This pork. is just straight ground right. pork, and you know if you can get that, that that's amazing. First thing we're gonna do, we're put a little oil in our wok, and we're gonna heat it. We're gonna stir fry a little ginger and scallion, and then we're adding our pork, and then we're going to cook that until it says the color changes, basically, till it's done. Yeah. And then we're gonna put in a little soy sauce and a little sugar and a little sherry. So right now we'll just um, get our ginger. 
I'm, I'm just gonna use a microplane. I like ginger. I think you can get too much ginger in things sometimes. And I almost wanted to put some ginger in my honey mustard. Oh, but you didn't. But I didn't. And I thought, well, all right, maybe, maybe. Are, are, are people here yet? Here, quick, describe how you made your mustard. Okay, so I used yellow mustard seeds and ground mustard, and I put beer in it. And, what kind? Because um, mine has beer in it, too. It was an ale. It was an Alaska amber, nope. and it had honey in it and some um, champagne vinegar and a little salt. And I made it a couple days ago, and it was it's, it's pretty, pretty potent stuff. And it's good. My daughter-in-law loves it. And I think it'll be a wonderful um, accompaniment for our egg rolls. Do you think it's going to be good enough to come out on top of the first annual Check the Pantry mustard you know, off? <laughs> I have to confess. Do you want me to confess that I really have never made mustard before? I've only made it a few times and I've never been happy and with it. I'm going to get my wok on to the burner of the range. Yeah, we so, got your wok here. What are we doing? Well, the we're sausage? just going to cook. First, I mean we're going to cook the... the we're going to just give the ginger and the scallion a little time in the pan. Okay. And just to get the um, aromatics going. And then we're going to add the pork and cook the pork. We'll even season it a little bit. I don't need a whole lot. A couple tablespoons. All right. I've made these so many times. I love these. My family loves them. My friends love them. Who doesn't love egg them, rolls? Right? Gosh, you know, sometimes you just have to have a good egg roll. Sometimes it's really hard to find egg roll wrappers in Homer, by the way. Is um, it? I, yeah, I, like I, I was really stressing because if I wasn't able to get them at store B, because store A did not have them, we would have had to change our menu and we were going to have cheese straws. <laughs> so well, That would have worked, too. That would have worked. You know, we're easy. To, to put I mustard. Mean, really, the show is about adaptability and like yeah. how we can never get ingredients in. <laughs> you know, my, my son and his wife are moving up to Anchorage and they're all excited about their um, availability of fresh ingredients and things. And I'm really jealous, but because they have my grandchildren in tow, I will be joining them quite often. <laughs> okay, so we got a little um, ginger, a little, a little scallion. scallion, and now we're going to put in this beautiful ground pork. And just cook that all together, get everybody happy here. You can make these with just vegetables and they would be wonderful. I like to have a little meat in mine because you know, I'm the protein girl. Like I said, I made them with halibut. Oh, I remember when I first was on ADAC and we had all this halibut. I'm like, what in the world are we gonna do with this? All, with all this stuff. Man, I was reaching for the stars, and I was like, oh, let's let's make egg rolls with it. And they actually kind of turned out okay. I mean, I don't know why they wouldn't. They were pretty good. If you put anything in a wrapper and fry right, it, Right, and fry good. it. So I'm just putting in a little salt. I'm shaking in a little red pepper flakes, just because you guys can handle red pepper. Some people in my house don't care for it a whole lot. But that's okay. You can make your egg rolls any way you want. The red pepper will go really, really good with the mustard. <gasps> Ooh, I'm excited to try your mustard. So we're, we're, we're getting there. It's sherry. Cooking. A little sherry. You know, you could also use, uh, which might be cheaper than buying sherry, is uh, Shaozing wine. It's like $3 a bottle. It has a very similar flavor, flavor profile to sherry. Well, and where have I been? <laughs> it's, I mean, it is like the basic Chinese cooking wine and it, it gets used in tons of, but yeah, it's, on, it's always on the bottom shelf. And very expensive. I don't get the high-end stuff. It's like seven, eight bucks a bottle. It lasts a while. 
My mom always tells this great story. She kept like sharing vermouth for cooking. And my dad, he would always seem to find the bottles when he <laughs> ran out of a beer or something and he wanted a little something. There we go. So, okay, we got a little, little soy in here. Oh, it's smelling good, looking good. So after this, we're, are you gonna are you gonna stir fry the cabbage? Or? I am. I'm gonna stir fry the veggies next, okay. and then we'll just put them all together, and then they should drain a little bit, and because we don't want goopy egg rolls. Yeah, yeah. And then we'll make our egg rolls and fry them, and all we'll right. have our mustard tasting. Sweet. Sweet. Okay, so these are almost done. <laughs> Okay, so the voting has taken place and I'm gonna just go around and I'm just gonna get you to sort of tell me your overall impressions and just tell me which one was your favorite and why. You don't have to go down the whole list. So Joey, we'll start with you. Uh, hands down, number three, the sort of chili flavored one. That was by far like, like I was, we were discussing, I, if I'm gonna put mustard on something in the wild, that's the one I'm gonna reach for just because that's gonna go with the meat I'm pulling off the grill or something like that. The rest of them are just kind of like niche almost. Like, I don't know where I'd put them, uh -huh. but that was the best one. They're all good. I don't know that, I, number three. Number three. Hands down. All right. Yeah. So Joey's for number three. Kenny. I'm also for uh, number three. For the same reason, it was just so good on the meat and uh, it had a really good flavor. It was a little different than any other restaurant I've ever tasted. I really liked that one, but it was a close, it was close for me between three and two. Two was also really good, okay. and two is. Uh, I felt like it was. I felt like even though three was so good with the meat, I think two had a, had a few more uses, but I gave it second place anyways. Okay, all right, Christina. <laughs> I also picked number three wow. for first place, also because just in general I would eat mustard with meat, or meat with mustard, whatever. But um, and that was just awesome. Loved it. But I've never even tasted a mustard like that, so that was super fun and new. Yeah. And then for second place, I chose uh, the fourth one because I would just, like I said before, I'd use it and I would definitely cook with it. But I love the third one too, but number two, that was super fun, for, especially for the egg roll. Okay. Yeah. That's like the egg roll winner. All right. Yeah. I, feel, I feel like four and two were definitely. And so sorry, I guess nobody picked tired. number one at all. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, uh, the scat mustard. Uh, <laughs> I know, we just want to play with it. It, it, has, it, has, it has a place, like, I just don't know where. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I would keep it in the fridge and something and use something, it one, use it once a year. Like oh look at that oh that's gonna go there. Yeah. yeah. So mustard. Oh, just playing with it like the heat's coming off. You know I'm just mashing it like a kid and like it's like wafting the. I think number two with just about any sort of like Asian fried anything it's probably hands down like if I was an Asian an Asiany sort of thing that's. Interesting. That's what I'd go with. Yeah. I smell this one. That's kind of funny. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah, this one smells. What does it smell like? It smells like a, like a hot wasabi, horseradishy. Uh huh. Yeah, just gotta get a whiff. Can you smell it? Yeah, you can smell it. <laughs> is everybody's nose starting to run now? Woo! Yeah. That first one. Yeah. That first one. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to hear it's wet. So I will take you guys as, you wanna hand me your, uh, your voting cards Ooh. and I will add this all up. This will take a while because I'm bad at math. I will be back shortly with the, the winner. Add three different numbers you know what? The winner and the reveal <laughs> of which mustards are which. Terry, what do you got? I'm, you know. 
they're all very, very different. Oh, you just tasted them all. I just tasted them all. Okay, okay. so, well, let's get your, we, we might as well get your thoughts. And, and it sounds like the one that the gang kind of picked, to me, is very vinegary. Oh. Um, it's, it's like hot sauce mustard. It is. Yeah. Um, when Christina was mentioning that she would like to cook with, my friend also likes to cook with that kind of mustard. So that was kind of neat that she brought that up. And, and then the first one at the top of the plate that, that Christina thinks looked like scat. <laughs> it's really intense. It's good. It's really good. Um, I think it'd be great with bratwurst and sausages. We'll try this one with sausage. And, um, no, I don't want to. Really? <laughs> no, no. And then number two, it's um, definitely got some sweet going on in it. And like Joey said, I think it's really, it would be a really fine mustard with Asian yeah. things. Mm. It, all very different mustards. Good job. All right. Well, let's tally the votes up and then we'll, we'll go from bottom to top. All right, is everybody ready for the big reveal? Yes. So, for the first annual Check the Pantry Mustard Off, the fourth place mustard is mine. Aww. <laughs> Aww. Sorry, Jeff. <laughs> 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 um, so, I've, I actually, I set this whole thing up because I've always had a really hard time making mustard that I thought was any good. Like I said, sort of at the top of the hour. And apparently you guys concur with my, <laughs> <laughs> apparently you guys concur with my opinion of my own mustards. Um, I sort of, it, this is sort of a winged version of, of the only mustard that I've ever made that I actually thought was any good, which I found in uh, the Joe Beef cookbook, which is a restaurant in Montreal that they have a bunch of different restaurants and they're all super awesome. But they had this mustard, and it, theirs was made with maple syrup and cayenne pepper and a few other things. And so I took the basic same idea. It's interesting that you guys were all like, it's too horseradishy because there's not any horseradish at all in it. Oh, really? Oh! I never said horseradish. You never said no, horseradish. No, nope. yeah. that's true. You did not. Yeah, so there's no horseradish. In fact, we're really, we're really slaying a lot, of the, uh, a lot of food myths today because not only did I make this mustard, but this is like half of these mustard seeds are in fact locally grown mustard seeds Aww. from my garden. Wow. <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't have enough. It turns out it takes a long time to actually winnow out the mustard seeds. So I, by the time I did like enough, I was like, I need, well, I need more mustard. So I, half of it is, is mustard seeds from my garden and half of it is mustard seeds from probably Saskatchewan. And were they brown seeds? Yes, they are. Okay. They're so what's brown, the heat? They're brown mustard. What's that? Is the mustard the heat? Yeah. Yeah, the mustard is the heat. There is a little bit of cayenne pepper, not a whole lot, maybe a quarter teaspoon tops in the whole batch. That's wild. And the most of the liquid, part of the liquid, there's a little bit of uh, water because cold water actually is responsible for a lot of the heat in mustard. If you make mustard with vinegar, that's where you get the mellower, longer lasting mustards because the acidity in the vinegar tames all the, the mustard oils and makes it less, less hot, but for a longer time, basically. Whereas water, particularly cold water, is like, boom, mustard. You know, and it gives you that heavy, heavy mustardy punch. Yes, Christina? Why don't you just use wine? You can also use wine. Okay. In this one, uh, my actual other liquor, was, uh, and in fact, Dijon mustard typically uses white wine. In this one, in this particular one, I used uh, Le Fin du Monde, Unibrew. It's a Belgian style ale from Quebec because I still, I got the inspiration from Joe Beef, so I went with a Quebecois beer. So it's, so it's Le Fin du Monde, it's mustard, uh, a little bit of cayenne pepper, a little bit of black pepper, and a little bit of uh, cane syrup. 
from Louisiana, which is reduced sugarcane juice, yeah. basically. And so that's what that is. And apparently, the only thing that made it through from all of that was the mustard, horseradishy mustard. Yeah. All right, Terry. So now that you've told us what's in your special mustard, do you guys think it tastes any better? <laughs> I do. You don't have to. You don't have to be nice to me. No, no, no. I, 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 do. I appreciate it more, but I'm not going to change my. It well, tastes yeah. the same. I mean, <laughs> I mean, and actually, I agree. It is like it is really. It is a rip snorting sinus clearer. It's just a bam. You know, and then it goes away, and that's always been the difficulty that I've had in making mustard is that I'm able to get the initial punch. But I can't make it last. Did you eat it with the sausage yourself? I haven't. No. You should try it. You should try it because it dies on the sausage yeah. immediately. Yeah. I'm sure it does. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm probably gonna have to. I'm probably gonna lose my show now because everybody's gonna realize no, that I'm. <laughs> I doubt everybody's it. Everybody's gonna realize that I'm just a charlatan who has no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> Good effort. Good Cause effort. Because I, I got my clock clean with the unanimous last place in the mustard off. <laughs> That I set up. Sorry, Jeff. Yeah. You have all these mustards that are so popular. They're all like over 100 years old, like Grey Poupon and oh, like. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, Even obviously, is, yeah, like they're doing something right. Thing. They're doing something right. In second place, with seven points. Wait, you just went from fourth place to second. Yeah. Place? I mean, sorry, third place. Okay. No, no, yeah. It was, it's because it. All it's because it's mustard number two. Oh. Oh yeah. Yeah, Terry, Terry's, Terry, what do you think about that? Okay, so, um, <laughs> well, it was my first attempt at mustard, and it was really fun to make. It's got a lot of things in it, just like um, Chef Jeff's. It's got um, amber, Alaskan amber beer in it. It's, it's a yellow mustard seed that I had, and then it's a combination of the yellow mustard seeds and a, a dry, Coleman's dry mustard. Okay, uh, I found the recipe online. Um, it's got turmeric in it. It's got some white wine in it, it's got salt in it, it's got uh, white wine vinegar, and the sweetness that you guys were picking up was honey. Okay. And I put a little too much in. It was perfect, I think, this morning, and it, before I, I served it today, I added a little more thinking it needed it. Um, so it, it was fun. Um, my daughter-in-law loved it. And um, yeah, I'm glad you said it tastes really good with Asian food, because it sort of was one that I think tastes really good with egg rolls. It was the best one for egg rolls. Thank you. That was my second place one. Yay, thanks. So anyway, it was, it was tough, fun. Like it was tough between third and second place yeah. on that. And, and the only reason I went to third was because it only tasted good on the Asian. Sure, that sure, was, thanks. Oh. That was, yeah, it definitely, it, I think there were two third places and one second place. And one of the second, or one of the third places, which I think was yours, mm -hmm. was like, this is almost a tie. Mine's yeah. a tie. Oh, oh, that was yours, it's a tie. <laughs> tie. Oh, so it was basically a tie for everybody. Mine was a tie, except, I just knew I'd use so, this one So more. Jeff yeah. used brown mustard seeds. I did. And, and I used yellow. And also, because the mustard seeds in the mustard were still, too many of them, I used my immersion blender. I was wondering how you got your texture, because mm -hmm. your texture, mine I did in the mortar and pestle. And I did it for a while, but I, I didn't really take it even as far as I could have. And I also kept it fairly like scat, apparently. Uh -huh. <laughs> well, the texture, the texture was a little off-putting, I think, for everybody. And in part because it is a different, like most mustards are creamier and runnier. And that I one- I don't mind a creamy mustard. Yeah. I, no. it's, but that was just, it, it just made it like hard to move around yeah. and stuff like that. You're, you're spreading it and that's not a spreader. Right. 
Now we're going to go to the people that know what they're doing when they make mustard, obviously. <laughs> With eight points in second place from England, Coleman's. Coleman's. And this is the powdered Coleman's that I actually just mixed together about 20 minutes before you guys walked in. Sure, it's powdered mustard. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, you just, all it is is mustard and water. There's nothing else in there. Just add water. Yep. yep, and let it sit for about 10 minutes. And one of the, you know, mustard is at its most intense right after you make it. So that's part of why that one was like really, really hot. Yeah, really, really hot. But hasn't Coleman's been around for like hundreds of years? Yes, yeah. and yeah. it is the mustard yeah. of England. I mean, I, I remember when my mom always tells me to cook, she said, be sure you have Coleman's mustard. <laughs> and it is, it's made, I believe it's just yellow mustard. There might be a little bit of brown mustard in there, but um, I think it's almost all yellow mustard, which is, yellow mustard is typically a little milder than the brown stuff, which is why it's kind of surprising that it's so intensely hot. So hot. You know, it's kind of interesting because you guys were talking about how you thought it was a little Dijonier, but you know, Dijon will typically have a lot more different flavors going on, whereas this is strictly just powdered mustard and water. There's nothing else. There's no salt. So all the complexity that you guys were talking about is coming just from the mustard wow. powder itself. Could you have done that with your, with your seeds here? Uh, I could. You them and yeah, them and yeah, and actually, um, one thing that differs from the actual Joe Beef recipe is that those guys have a Vitamix and I don't. <laughs> 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 um, so their recipe actually calls for, for everything to be really pulverized down. And it's possible, you know, particularly with something like mustard that where the grain really does influence how it tastes, it's possible that if I ground it down that I would get a longer heat out of it, you know, because I mean, obviously Coleman's is like a super fine powder. So I think that that might be part of it as well, is that I left mine like sort of half ground as opposed to. Well, we know what you should get for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> that means that the winning mustard today, unanimous, the unanimous choice of everybody, we're really destroying like all the food myths here. So the locally grown mustard was at the bottom. And then the locally artisan-made mustard that Terry did was second to last. And then the legendary and pretty expensive, really, Coleman's powdered mustard that everybody's like, it's the greatest mustard ever, it came in second. And the winner, which cost $2.89. Yeah, oh, Beaver. Beaver brand. Oh, oh, yeah. Spicy hot stone ground mustard. I do like the beaver, I have to say. And the ingredient list, as opposed to the ingredient list of the Coleman's, which is mustard powder, and all the fancy stuff that me and Terry used, water, mustard seed, white distilled vinegar, peppers, red uh, sugar, salt, garlic, spices, onions, turmeric, citric acid, paprika, natural flavors, annatto, calcium, disodium, EDTA. That's what I was tasting. Mm, celery okay. seed and xanthan gum. Oh, my favorite. I love xanthan gum. Less than $3. Beaver brand, spicy hot, stone ground mustard. I'm gonna go buy that. I'm gonna get out of here. <laughs> is the is the victor in the? I'm gonna put that on a sandwich. <laughs> smell it. You know what though? Like maybe oh, I'm partial cool. because I'm the one that killed the caribou, and I I'm looking for mustard to go with you know the, the sausage. So and this one was definitely. There's no shame in it. it smells. Just saying, I might have been biased a little bit. <laughs> Um, hey, I like the beaver. We like what we- I actually, I don't buy this this type of uh, beaver. Oh, this, I forget the one, I get the sweet one. Oh, uh, you like sweet beaver? 
I do. So for this, uh, for this, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go around the table and I'll, I'll ask your thoughts now that you know all the victors and, uh, and everything. What are your, what are your, do you have any final thoughts on the, uh, my final thoughts are we're going to get you a Vitamix for Christmas because you're so close. Because it's, you know, I thought, isn't like mustard supposed to be a paste? Like that's the mustard part and then... Well, I would have had to add more liquid. Yeah. You know, I didn't want to add too much because I was kind of going for it. I, I sort of wanted something that was a little firmer than usual. But obviously that did not prove popular with the tasting panel. <laughs> 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 so perhaps I'm going to have to rethink that because, you know... And it just shows you too, like I love Terry's mustard, but obviously it pairs with the egg roll and not so much the pretzel or the sausage. So next time I make egg rolls, I'm gonna knock on Terry's door and ask her for her mustard. All right. <laughs> and her egg rolls, <laughs> since she made them. Kenny, what do you got? Uh, my final thoughts are, I was, I was really surprised at how different they all, they all taste and how different they worked with that meat. I was really, I was gonna throw it back like, wow, this mustard disappears when I eat the meat. This mustard is completely overpowering the meat or so on. So that, that's kind of just uh, comes an eye opener for me. Um, and all of the things that go into mustard making. And I also did not know that Coleman's was a powdered mustard. Well, they sell it, they sell it, it already prepared. It. Yeah. But the classic is the, uh, is the dry. Candy. Joey, final thoughts on the mustard? I still think Terry's, I've never tasted anything like that. Oh, yeah? Still. I would, I would definitely walk away with that today just to put it in the fridge. Oh. I really liked it a lot. But, All right. Yeah. Beaver, man. What do you want? It's good stuff. <laughs> they didn't get that fancy label for nothing. <laughs> thank you so much for uh, participating in this, and I do have a final present for all of you guys. Aww, you. It's called Mustarda. It is an Italian condiment. Cool. Typically a mix of fresh fruit and dried fruit, mm. and wine, and spices, and tons of mustard seed. And I made some of this, and part of the show is going to be me actually making this. Um, so you can hear about exactly how it's made. Sort of based on what mustard originally was, the, the, the word mustard that we have now, it derives from the Latin uh, must for unfermented grape juice. And the original mustards were unfermented grape juice combined with mustard seeds. There are actually still a few um, kinds of mustard around that are basically the same sort of thing, unfermented grape juice combined with mustard seeds. There's a, a French mustard called moutard violette that is, that is exactly what it is. But anyway, so this is where mustard, sort of the original European mustards were. And mustarda as a condiment is kind of a callback to that. It's kind of like a chutney. It's sort of a combination between like a chutney and a jam. It's a way of preserving fruits, and there are a lot of different ways to make it. The, the key ingredients are consistently grapes and mustard seeds and some kind of wine, or sometimes, sometimes they'll use brandy or grappa, but usually wine and sugar. Now, I am actually speaking to you on my second day of mustarda making, and it's one of those things It does take a few days to really put together and it really doesn't start getting good until about like a week into the manufacture. So what I did yesterday, I got a bunch of dried fruits and I got a bunch of fresh fruits. The fresh fruit that I got, I used grapes and I used a few pears. I have used apples in the past. You can use basically any kind of fresh fruit. Um, I think grapes are kind of integral to what the whole thing is about. So use grapes. 
next summer, I do intend to make a rhubarb mustarda, one that includes uh, a considerable portion of rhubarb, but obviously it's November now, so there's, there's not really any rhubarb to be had. In this particular one, I'm using grapes and pears. I like pears. Pears are really nice in this, and it kind of solves the problem that we have in Alaska, which is you're kind of like tomatoes. You're never going to really get a good pear. Um, they're never properly ripe. So pretty much any pear you buy is going to have to be cooked. I smash the grapes. I just take the grapes. I smash them in my fingers, throw them in a bowl, take the pears and dice them up, throw them in the same bowl with the grapes, and add a bunch of sugar to it. Just enough sugar to coat. You can be pretty generous because what we're trying to do overnight is draw out the juices in the fresh fruit. The other component of mustarda is dried fruit. And obviously we don't have any juices to draw out, so we have to add juices to the dried fruit. And for that, this particular time I used Pinot Grigio, uh, just some box Pinot Grigio that we had around, nothing special. Um, I've used Rieslings in the past, just any kind of white wine that's pretty neutral. You don't want something like a, like a real cheap, California Chardonnay that's going to be real oaky with a lot of those kind of flavors to it. It's just going to be too much because we're going to reduce the wine, which is what when I started the stove, that that is where we're at right now. So what I did yesterday is I sugared the fresh fruit and I soaked the dried fruit in wine. And the dried fruit that I'm using this time is figs, apricots, and currants, which is kind of my consistent favorite blend on this particular condiment, this mustarda. I love figs, I love apricots, and I love currants, and the three of them together really combine to give a nice flavor. But you can, again, you can pretty much use any sort of dried fruit that you want. It's basically up to you. It does need some kind of a dried fruit in here because it gives it a different sort of intense flavor that the fresh fruit doesn't give it. So I soak the dried fruit, and I just strained the dried fruit out and I put the strained wine from the dried fruit, which now contains not just the wine flavors, but a lot of the, it's now carrying a lot of the flavors and a lot of the sugars from the dried fruit. I've added that into my saucepan and I've added both the fresh fruit and the liquid that the fresh fruit has given up into this saucepan as well. And so I'm going to cook all these together. For it, it'll probably take a half hour to 45 minutes. What I want to do is get the pears and the grapes softened up and very tender and for them to release all of the last of their juices, for their pectin to start to transform. And then, once this is all gotten nice and soft and tender, then I'll strain this liquid out. And it's going to be a fairly sweet, fairly syrupy liquid that I'm then going to reduce even further, probably by about half until it's nice and thick and kind of coats the back of the spoon. And after I've strained it out, also, I'm going to add some spices to it. I'm going to add thyme and I'm going to add some star anise. I'm going to add a bay leaf. And then the final ingredient is the mustard. And the mustard, I'm, I've got uh, a mix of brown and yellow mustards, whole mustard seeds. There's not a particular ratio. I just sort of combined a bunch of them together. And I use as much mustard as I feel like I want to use. <laughs> this is one of those things that doesn't really have a real recipe. It's more of a technique. And so I just added my mustard seeds to my dried fruit. The sweetness of the sugar and the fruit interacts 
with the savoriness from the mustard and the spices, and it really makes this super complex, uh, very unique sort of flavor that goes amazingly with sausages, with any kind of cured meats. It's really good on like by itself on breads, um, but any like any of your holiday sort of dip tables, this is a very, very appropriate condiment to go with all sorts of different things. But you do want to make it ahead of time. It takes a couple days. It takes a couple days just to make it. I mean, this, I'm on, this is 24 hours after I started making it. And I'm just going to, after tonight, have it finished. That is all assembled. But really, I don't want to serve this for another three, four days minimum. And even longer than that. If you keep it in the fridge, I have some in here <laughs> that I made back in May, I think. And it's really quite delicious now. It's a very complex condiment with a lot of things going on that will absolutely be spectacular on your holiday table. And I wanted, I wanted to redeem myself a little bit, you know, in case I lost. And <laughs> turns out I lost. You'll never be asked. Not, that only did I lose, not only did I lose, I was the unanimous last uh, choice. Like it was I appreciate not, your tribute. <laughs> It was, it, was, it was not even close. Like, I lost big time. So anyway, now I guess I'll go cry. <laughs> Check the Pantry is a production of KBBI AM 890 in Homer, Alaska. It's produced and hosted by Jeff Lockwood. My guests today were Terry Robel, Joey Lothian, Kenny Williams, and Christina Furman. Additional recording took place at Station 12. The theme music is String Quartet Opus 10, Movement 2 by Claude Debussy, performed by Quatuor Ebain. This is the fourth episode of the fall 2019 season of Check the Pantry. Your financial donation as a listener makes this and other KBBI programs possible. Visit the KBBI Public Radio website at kbbi.org support to help produce programs like this.